Welcome, everybody. Good Life Housing Partners. We are sitting here all in remote locations on this gray December 28th. It's a Tuesday here in Los Angeles, and we have more or less, well, I guess we're all working from home, but we're not, uh, we're not, except for one person. We're, we're all more or less in different places. Um, and I think that's just because this is the last week of the year, and this will be our last episode of the year. So this is episode 67, and we are finishing what has a, been a really fun podcast and has been an interesting uh, journey as we as we continue to find new things to interest us and uh, look at. And, and I think before we get started here and, and go down the uh, statistics rabbit hole, David, um, I think we, we should just take a moment and think about how different December 2021 is compared to December 2020. And if we, you know, I, we've had some, um, we're, we're in the middle of, I think, a number of deals this year, but you know, which isn't very different for us in December of 2020. We actually had like four or five transactions going. But for most other people, I think a lot of people this time last year, more or less like they were just waiting for vaccines, vaccines to come and life to go back to whatever level of normalcy. And so even though we're wearing masks today and we restaurants are still doing some capacity things and there's still things the cleaning that may or may not work. And there's still a lot happening and people are, you know, today there is concern of a new variant. I think where we are today compared to a year ago is actually pretty, we've actually made some leaps and bounds. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. When you think about it that way, it, and really until now, when you make me reflect on it, you, you know, we, it seems like your vaccines have been here forever, even though they really haven't been here forever. <laughs> They've only been here, you know, less, less about a year, I guess, really. In December is when it first started becoming available. Yeah. And really widely available, not to like March, April. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I got mine's at the end of March and April. And, and so when I look back and I just got boosted last week, you know, it, to me, it already seems like, you know, we've kind of aged like, oh, this, this vaccine thing is part of normal life now. <laughs> yeah. Deal with that. And, and you're, and you're right. When you stop to think back when the vaccines were just starting and it, and they were really more of holding hope for promise. And, you know, there was a lot more fear and, and, and lack, you know, lack of confidence and things and things were pretty slow and, and, I remember, unlike this year, where there's a lot of activity for year-end closings, you know, and and, we, and ourselves, we even, um, you know, we we got agreement to to sell an asset um, this this week, literally, you know, which should be normally historically a really dead time, you know, right after Christmas. Uh, it's actually been a lot busier, and I remember it, the brokers last year were, you know, kind of closing closing up. If they hadn't closed anything, they you know they were just kind of taking a little break for a few months. And so yeah. this, this year is, is, is definitely different, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, some, you know, more of a semblance of normal kind of deal activity. People definitely, you know, looking for deals, more investors in the market. It's just, it's just a very different time. When, when you look back, it's, ah, it's only been a year. Yeah. So it hasn't really been that long in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, I think like you're, you're seeing like, you know, in, in our world last, this time last year, things have slowed down quite a bit. And it doesn't matter whether it was LA or Vegas or Dallas, any of the markets we're in, to the point where people were just more or less just like waiting for the year to restart. And most everything that's like a normal January event, and we were talking about it earlier, like CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, or NMHC, the National Multi-Housing Conference, or IMN, all these con big conferences that really, you know, kick off the year had more or less all been canceled. And, and you look down the, you know, a month from today, all these conferences will probably take place with like obviously some protocols and, you know, vaccination type of stuff needed, but more or less they'll, they'll have taken place probably. Yeah. I mean, good case in point too. We, you know, we talked about this on a couple of prior podcasts, you know, they had that um, 
you know, big um, convention, the, the, the ICSC in Las Vegas, the big shopping center uh, conference, probably less a month ago or not more than two months ago. And so and you think about here we are and then CES, which is Consumer Electronics Show, is probably the biggest and not one of the biggest conventions in Las Vegas. You know, it's still scheduled for uh, next month. And when you reflect last December, we wouldn't have been thinking about that. We would have been thinking like, okay, how long we have to postpone this? We wouldn't be thinking like, oh, it's happening next month. And, you, you know, just, you know, how many people will show or not show. But, but, but you know, we wouldn't even think about holding a, holding a convention like that. Well, I think, I think the other side too is like, if you think back a year ago, I mean, we can even just think back last month. Like our own employee who has gone to Taiwan uh, to see her parents, that's where she has not seen him for a couple of years. She quarantined for three weeks in a hotel room that you could not leave. And quietly this week, or maybe not so quietly, they changed the quarantine requirement in this country from 10 days to five days. Yeah. And and it's like, if you look back last year, like, can you imagine like people so oh yeah, we're, we're good now. We should be a five day quarantine. Yeah, no, no, that, 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 that is, like you said, quietly, not quietly, yeah. That was something I noticed, too, like, wow, because when you think about that, oh, they just have that time pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> and, but it, was, it wasn't like people were, like, screaming in the streets and, oh, my God, it's, you're only going to do five days, people are going to get, so nobody's like, everyone's like, okay, good, great. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we don't need to see, like, you know, you know, we have real, our workers can come back, this can happen, that can happen, all that stuff was like, okay, I mean, nobody, like, nobody's up in arms, like, you know, my uncle Sanjay Gupta and all these other people aren't like, oh my God, this is terrible. They're just like, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too is no, there's no more talk. It's pretty clear now. I think we've, as a society, have changed. Like, there's no more real talk about, at least in my opinion, you know, really shutting down things completely. You know, like well, like we did in the beginning of the pandemic where everything or a year ago. shut down. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, a, year or a, year ago. I, a year ago, I was in like, San Diego. Schools, for example. Yeah, yeah, San Diego, North Orange County at the end of the end of November for Thanksgiving. And literally within like a, a day after I left, they'd shut everything down. Or actually it was shut down before I even got there. Yeah. Or the day of it shut down. Like everything shut down. All the restaurants, the bars, they went to this patio dining. That's it. Yeah, in fact, in fact, it's funny because I've seen something like in my hometown, Hemp Beach, I've seen complaints where, uh, you know, before this whole Omicron thing hit, but but a few weeks ago, there was a lot of uh, commotion caused because uh, Manhattan Beach, they decided that some of the permanent outdoor dining that they had created in, in Manhattan Beach was uh, shutting down next month. And yeah. So, and so, yeah, and everyone's all upset. Well, why are you shutting it down? Like, you know, it's not like COVID's over. And so, but they, they needed to shut it down. They needed some maintenance and other things to do before they can reopen it again. So they said, Oh, so they will yeah. reopen it a- again at some point in the future, but they didn't set a specific date. They just was for now, it's definitely being shut down. And so, you know, restaurateurs and other people are complaining, like, Wait, but we need that. You know, it's, it's helpful for our bottom line and everything. Like, why are you shutting down now, right after Christmas? And so, yeah. But the, but they're but they're not shutting it down. Like it's it, it was it was done in the in the spirit of, you know, there, there's some control of, of of COVID. I guess if 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 it was like last year, they would have just continued to let it ride because it was still uncertainty, and we just got to continue this way. So they, yeah. I think they were expecting everyone's just going back indoors. So, well, I think, I think that's the other side of it. When they shut everything down and the cases spiked further, one one theory is that because you shut everything down and there was nowhere to go, people ended up being indoors more and spreading the virus even more. And that's what happened to us, so. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but, yeah. You know, so, so yeah, we're definitely in a different, different, different place. Um, you know, it's interesting too. So, yeah, as, as you're aware, I'm sure, you know, 
Mariano Omicron is hitting, it's starting to accelerate here. And, you know, we had, I think holiday weekend, you didn't travel this year. I forgot, did you travel last year? Christmas? Yeah, I was in Cabo. You were in Cabo, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this year, fortunately, you didn't travel, right? I don't think you went out of town. And so this apparently over this past weekend, there were like over 2,000 flights that got canceled. Yeah. And, and so uh, combination of weather, but also I think um, Omicron, virus. a lot of the yeah. virus, a lot of people got affected, a lot of staff, airline staffing. And, yeah. and uh, just, you know, not enough people to fly those planes. <laughs> those yeah. airplanes. But they didn't, but they didn't shut those flights because they were worried about the virus. They shut those flights because they didn't have the staff to, to support the yeah. planes. Yeah. Well, people were calling in sick. Yeah. And, and so I don't know how much of that was real sick or, you know, because I suspect some of it could have been just people playing hooky too. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, but it, but it did, you know, did mess up a lot of Christmas traveling plans for a lot of people. Who, I mean, there were a lot more people traveling this year than last year. I mean, that's another, right? I guess last year there weren't that many people flying, and this year we're we're getting close to back to like 2019 levels for this yeah. holiday season and Thanksgiving. Well, why did why did Fauci come out that you needed to uh, put a vaccine mandate for domestic travel? What was the purpose there? Like, what was that his big idea this week? Uh, I don't know the logic. I thought maybe it had to do with to, you know, because to try to, you know, because Omicron seems to be uh, spreads faster than Delta, or at right. least the initial analysis is, and and although it also is seems to be less lethal than than Delta, so I think they're trying to reduce the trans transmissibility of it, but. Yeah. Yo, know, why do we isolate like why do you isolate like let's let's focus on the airplane travel here? Like what was that like why was that the Well, because like, I don't think you control cars. <laughs> so. But why travel? I mean why travel? I don't understand why that was such a big like I I, I missed why he was because he, he sounded a little bit like I mean, you know, sound like a little like he was losing some marbles. Like it didn't make like full sense. Like it was just like like well, I mean, it's, it's 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 just like why did we shut down? Like you know, when, when Omicron first came out, right? They they banned people from South Africa, right? For, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and Trump had some bans too, and other you know, there were some other bans for other countries. I think Israel has bans for people coming in right now. So, um, I think it's just from the people traveling, because I guess also like domestically, there are certain parts of the year, like like, like Northeast, is, is a lot more Omicron uh, COVID people have been affected than here on the west coast yeah and so i think they're thinking by it by doing that maybe you inhibit the the spread of it to other parts of the country or you slow it down you can't stop it but yeah it, you know as, as you know you know because the breakthrough transmissions and all that but but at least you try to slow it down yeah no that makes sense um well enough enough covid talk but i think i think it's, it is you know as we as we go to 2022 there, there has been a tremendous amount of of improvement in the pandemic situation and i think maybe it doesn't always seem like things are looking up and you know things are still threatened and canceled and you know there's still a lot of stuff that has to be changed and, and rearranged for that matter but but it's still moving forward and i think that's something that like and i know personally i often forget that like that this is moving actually at a pretty good pace yeah yeah i mean it's definitely moving forward i mean and and, and the economy i mean i guess if you think about you know the fed you know, um, you know, planning to raise rates next year, it's because the economy is recovering, right? You know, a little too quickly, and so and so, and so uh, we're definitely making progress. You know, back of or at least heading toward that return to normal economic conditions. Um, 
you know, consistent with that, you know, the report came out, U.S. retail sales rose eight and a half percent. So, you know, the period, and we talked about this in prior podcasts, the period between November and Christmas Eve, you know, uh, according to MasterCard, it showed the strongest growth in uh, retail sales uh, in 17 years. And compared with 2019, sales were actually up 10.7%. So a lot of shopping happening from November 1 to Christmas. Yes, a lot of retail shopping. I've seen a lot, a lot of shopping. people out there, a lot of a lot of folks out there buying stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they're buying all the time. That's like they need to run to a store to buy it. But yeah, we've had a number of people, like I've talked to a number of people last week that were like sitting in line at a store and trying to buy something. And uh, yeah, yeah, well, not, I, not, you know, for, for Christmas, I, you know, I did a few lines at Macy's myself. So. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Although I, then, God, I wish then, you'd send me a selfie of that. I would have laughed so much. <laughs> Although, and then I, then I understood while I was waiting in line. I, I actually, it's funny you say that because then I had visions of you just ordering stuff online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's how you do it this this day and age. You just think about it and you just order it and you just get it. Yeah. And then you generally make somebody smile. Yeah. Well, well, e-commerce sales have increased just to compare. So, so people returned to physical stores. Sales at physical stores rose. Uh, 8.1% over what they were in 2020, and they were 2.4% higher than what they were in 2019. So we're definitely yeah, we're reverting back a little bit closer to normal. E-commerce sales have, have spiked a lot more. We were 11% more e-commerce sales this year than last year, and then we're actually 61% higher than 2019. Yeah. So, so since the onset of the pandemic, e-sales has really uh, risen, especially during this holiday season. Yeah. Yeah, so which, yeah, which, which goes well for true. the retail industry because we, yeah. we need to get them to come back. So yeah, the bigger question uh, you know, though is, yeah. is with, with Omicron coming now, will consumers start curbing their spending? You know, because holidays are over now. So what's you know? Because remember, we and we've talked about this on the podcast. You know, people are in sort of savings mode, and so you know, question is, you know, and you spent a lot, okay, because it's the first real holiday season. People kind of got went out to stores and, and shopped a lot. And now, you know, because that's a big part of GDP, consumer spending. So what will, what do you think will happen to consumer spending now? It's going to dip. I mean, consumer it's spending gonna is going to dip. I mean, it's going to go back to the mean, which consumer spending always dips in January. Uh, people get behind on payments. And it depends where you are, obviously, on the, on the, you know, on the, on the socioeconomic ladder. But it dips. I mean, it's, it's been a, a – it's, last year was an irregular year. This will go back to the mean. And people will, will just spend less. Okay, so you think it'll go back to me? You don't think we'll revert back to what you were describing, like how people were more scared and, and saving and more in saving mode because they were worried? Um, you know, no, I think, I think that's that's really what like I was sort of getting at earlier in this thing is like the worry of, of Omicron or any of these variants for most people is way less, is like a multiple times less today than it was a year ago. And so, so that, so like most people are not worried about like Fed rate hikes or, you know, is there going to be some sort of collapse or and most people are worried about those things, right? Mm -hmm. Most people are worried about like, can I make my credit card payment? Yeah. Right. That's, that's the worry for most folks. Right. And so if you, if you take that, if you, if you're not worried about your credit card payment and you're not worried about a virus, then, you know, you, your worries are a lot less, but if you are worried about the credit card payment, you know, then you have like, then it's harder, right? So people will, people have spent a lot more, their credit card payments will be higher. 
So they're gonna like they're gonna get yeah, it's it's gonna dip. They're not gonna spend the same amount, the same clip in Jan or Feb or at least the first quarter of this coming year than they did like the last quarter of the uh, first quarter of next year that they did this last quarter. They're just not. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it'll dip. I don't think it'll dip as much as like you said last last year. No, because everything was locked down too last year. Last year, like I mean, I don't, I, I just the picture of last year for me at least was like just people just were not moving around. They just like you know, most people had just come to a full stop unless you were like I'm going to go do whatever I'm going to go do. Yeah, like, I'm gonna. Most people are just like I'm just I'm going to hide in my garage and I'll just use the internet. Yeah, or they'll adjust. I mean, last good good example is New York City. You know, you know, which is having a huge spike in, in COVID right now. You know, they, they've announced that, yeah, they're not closing schools, you know, like they yeah. did in the past. They're, so we're just going to continue. So, so, so I do think you're right there. It'll take, I, I think partly natural, too. Natural dipping, but yeah. I don't think it'll be as bad. One thing, the other one thing I've really noticed like this year is that there, there is this like real contagious, like be, as, as, as contagious as Omicron is, there's another contagious effect of like just as people like get, start to get worried, they just want to shut everything down. Like just shut it down. Like I've gotten three notices from our preschool, which is like, you know, mostly outdoor play. It's for three to five year olds or two to five years. And there's like different notices on what they're trying to do there this next week when they open back up. And then we've also seen like where other people are just like, well, we're just going to cancel this. Like all these, like, I don't know if you're watching college football, but there's been all these bowls that have been canceled out, which is a big revenue stream for like a lot of these universities, especially sport departments. But they're just like, we're just going to cancel. Because I think there's a contagious effect that happens that's just like, well, now are we going to assume additional liability? And so, okay, let's just not do it. It's a, that's just a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I also think last year, at least on the college colleges too, I think a lot of colleges, USC included, um, where we have assets, where you know the schools have just said we're going to start a little later, you know, or we'll do the first week online. And so it's it's not the I think the you know last year would have been well we're still closed for the semester, so they they would just close the whole semester hoping that would yeah. be a dent. So I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, I think I think that yeah I mean I, I think that there, there's going to there's a fa- effect that's going to happen that um, you you'll just see I mean you're already seeing it there's just more things that have been canceled or you know let's just close you know sh- shut it down for an extra week or let's just do this it's just the easier way out for a lot of stuff. <clears throat> so on the flip side, though, the pandemic has had some positive effects in some some areas, as we talked about the Southeast, Sunbelt. Um, one interesting thing I read about was West Palm Beach, where, uh, you know, Florida, a lot of New Yorkers and finance types have fled. Uh, apparently, this, you know, is having actually one of the rare booms in office building. <laughs> and so it's, it's having a, a big boom right now because uh, all the finance folks have gone down to florida and, and normally they stay a little just for weekends but now they spend more time there they're actually liking it and so as an example west palm beach they're expected to, to double the amount of office space in in their cbd yeah no, the i can see that sure. so which is which is crazy when you think about double those ones that's a lot of people moving but there's not a lot of office space in west palm beach so that's the other side of it like i don't true. know how much true there's, actually i think they're only adding like three four hundred thousand square feet well, or something no 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 there was 2.8 million square feet and they're going to increase it to four point three million. Yeah. So, but still yeah. big for for still a lot. That's still a lot. Yeah, and I and still I guess I don't know if you did you go to West Palm Beach last time or was it Miami? You were at. I was in Miami. Okay, and I guess West Palm Beach has gotten real popular. They said now too. Um, I guess historically, East Palm Beach was the one who always got got the uh, headlines. 
But I guess West Palm Beach built this rail line to downtown Miami that's supposed to be pretty quick. And so, and so uh, it's just, just attracted more and more people. So expect that uh, town to continue to grow. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting about that rail line. It's, it's actually like a, um, it's really like this. It's, I don't know if anyone, so it's, it's an interesting rail line because it's all obviously public money, but the way they, they put a lot of the money together for it is around the stations, the city owned land. And then the city would sell that land to developers with the idea that they build housing and retail and all this stuff. And that's how they put a lot of the money together to build this rail line. Oh, and if you, if you know, like, Specifically, like Miami Dade, you know, it doesn't have like the best reputation of like, you know, keeping things like totally out on the upper up. So, a lot of like the major developers in Miami that are already kind of involved in the scene were the first people like build on this rail line. And they own basically, they got a, most of the sweetheart deals to do the rail development. Yeah. But, the, but the problem is that on some level is that like the people who live in West Palm Beach, like the median home price there is, I think, like, one and a half or two million dollars now uh-huh. and so the the, the the idea that of this rail line is not like the like goldman sachs like you know investment banker that's going to like cruise down to miami in this rail line it's like basically to bring in like the other industries to come and like help you know serve like service those hotels and restaurants and those people there it's not so much of like this i, I think that's part of it like it's a it's a very weird rail line like it's much more controversial than than um than you you would think on first look hmm. that's interesting well well definitely the there's definitely some insiders work going on because the the group yeah. that's doubling this in miami space, you think yeah <laughs> well no in this west palm beach and well the group yeah. that's uh, the group that's also doubling the office space is the related companies yes which, yes. which has been there forever and and, and you yes. know steve ross owns the miami dolphins yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely some yeah. insider well george perez is is famously the one of the, the Florida partner of related and George Perez has built more condos in Florida than like, I think there's some weird stuff. Like he's built more condos than like everyone else combined or something crazy. Like it's oh, insane wow. how many condos I guys have built. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah. So, so it, it, I mean, there's a lot of backyard, backdoor, backyard, sidewalk, whatever. There's a lot of funny politics in my, my board in general. Yeah. So other, other people are also optimistic about, uh, hotels what do you think the hotel some people are saying now they think the hotel market will be i mean definitely leisure travel is going back up but uh it's just the business travel has it and so they expect uh some people are now expecting a full recovery to hotel market next year in 2022 i don't know if you agree with that um, I, I, I i mean yeah my own personal like i'm not like yeah i probably i have like a number of trips i'm probably, probably going to do in, like the first and second quarter and yeah i will probably help that hotel number go up but um i don't know i can't tell from other people i don't, I don't know i don't have a great sense of it like the nmhc conference which is usually like a big one for our industry i don't know it just doesn't have a lot of the allure that it used to have like it, a lot like i talked to a lot more people that say no than yes or that like we're gonna you know, you'll make it as much smaller attendance like instead of like a two or three night affair it's gonna be like a night yeah yeah, these guys who are optimistic about it, they feel like you know, people just are tired of two years of being pent up. You know, I can wanna, see that though. They want to go see clients to close deals. They want to form stronger relationships with their vendors. You know, yeah. and so after two years of Zoom meetings, that you know, in some ways they I think they, so. they think it's like a roaring 1920. You know, you know, the pandemic has also taught us a little bit about mortality, and so it's like enjoy life while you can. Let's get out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think there's also a lot of leisure travel that's going to happen. Yeah, well, they have a, new a lot of leisure it. travel. Yeah, well, they have a new travel trend called leisure, where where your business travel bleeds into leisure travel, where you yeah. go out for your meeting, but then you just decide, you know, I'm going to stay an extra week or a couple of days. Dude, I, I've been doing that for 10 years. I should have labeled it a long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I think, it, but you know, the, the, the leisure travel and even the business travel, I think there's like, the, you need two catalytic events. One is on, on business travel, you need to start, and we talked about this before, you in business to a competitor who traveled. And that will cause you to say, like, yeah. if, if we, if we, let's just say we were not to go to Orlando, which is a strong possibility. And there was like a deal or two there that we should have gotten by going there and we didn't go. You can bet I will be there. Yeah, whatever, I will be, be like wherever that I need to be for that. Like if I lost it, I'd be pissed. I don't get, I don't get that feeling right now. And then that's there. true. Would you? Yes. Like most of the people that aren't traveling now are, are it's it's really a, it's not a ma- it's not a matter of expenses or cost or anything like that. It's just confidence. So when the confidence comes back, it's going to be one, two, three, Cancun. Where does this one, two, three, Cancun come from? Yeah, so so that's funny. I, I thought you knew the story. So the story is like back in the '90s when like Nick Van Exel was like the main player for the Lakers. They were in a playoff series with I think the Jazz, and they were about to lose the series. And they were like in the fourth quarter, down by like. 20, 30 points. And so Nick Van Exel basically was trying to like, like, I think he was just having fun. And he started this chant on the Laker bench of one, two, three Cancun. And, and the idea being that they just wanted the season, the game to end and the season to end so they could just go to Cancun and like to be done with the season. So, and then, the, yeah. So he started this chant and like, it's in the forum. I think I don't think this is, this is pre-Staples Center. And he's like having this chant, the bench gets into it. And I think even the fans start hearing this whole one, two, three Cancun chant. And then, uh, yeah, and then they lost the game, and then I think famously he was like, "Let go after that season or after that game." So, uh, but you know, fun. fun. So, they, so a lot of people did they all huh? go to Cancun? I don't know who went to Cancun. I'm sure some of them did, but like, I think a lot of this is like it's really just the confidence about like being like it's because it's not about resources for leisure right now because people have money. So it's like people, as long as they feel they can like get out of the country and get back in or get out of this and come back here. And they, they're not worried about like catching it on a plane or whatever it is. That's why it's sort of interesting by the Fauci thing is like, as long as you have that confidence, people are going to start traveling again. I guess that's on the leisure side. Yeah, I guess that's true too. On the business side, we've been traveling a lot as, as, as we've talked about on this podcast for to Dallas and other places for work. And I, there are definitely folks I know who are, who are a lot less confident um, than we are. Or, you know, people I know in New York city who, you know, who think I'm crazy when I, you know, tell them, oh, I had dinner at a restaurant and I dined in yeah. as opposed to they're like, why don't you just take it to go? And I was like, because I felt like eating in. Yeah, why don't you use that silver? <laughs> but on the flip side, like I know like a lot of people in Dallas or places that were like are a lot more open. They're like traveling like like crazy. <laughs> they're like out like every other week. It's like like they're just moving around. And I mean. I know, I know one guy who's like literally got COVID while he's traveling and he's like, now his whole family's got it, but he's just like, you know, he's just going to kind of chill out for a few days and then go back. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think, and I think that'll continue. Um, I think it's going to continue. I think, and they, I think by like this time next year, you know, they'll, you know, whatever happens with COVID or doesn't, the, the, most people will get a lot of their confidence back. Yeah, I, I agree. As, as and then, it, then, it, then it just goes back to a resource question. Like, 
Like, do you have the resources to travel? Like, do you have the money to travel, essentially, for most leisure travel? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think on, on the business side, like you said, it's true. It's when, especially when business people start to see, like, hey, I lost that deal to someone else. Yeah. We traveled. And then when you look at the totality of the situation, you're like, well, it's not really that dangerous. And I, you know, and I don't want to lose that business. They'll be out there. So yeah, especially exactly. if their bosses, like the investment banks or someone are pushing them, they'll, they'll be out on the road again. So yeah, I think that happens. That's going to happen very quickly. Like when, yeah. once, but you need to lose a little bit for that to come back. Yeah. And, and that's still, I don't know if that's happened just yet. Yeah. Um, so in 2022, do you, do you think it's also going to be the year that the urban core recovers? Uh, so I think I think it's going to start recovering. And, and as somebody that li- was living in like a very um, a f- a fastly gentrifying urban core, which is downtown Los Angeles, what I saw in that urban core was the, this is a really interesting thing. I saw that the urban core there shifted very quickly from people like my age or older. It was like some, you know, a decent population of it, like let's just say 20 or 30% to people that were like, like Kate and Jason's age, like much younger people just started moving in there. And some of it was like the rent concessions that they were giving at the end of last year were like very juicy. And then people are like, yeah, I can like literally live in a one bedroom luxury apartment in downtown for the same price I could live in like uh, one bedroom in like, I don't know, in, in you know, in much, in not as great of an area. And, and so you saw a lot of younger people start moving in. And then you saw people like me, it's like, slowly like move our way out so i think that'll happen i think you're seeing that in some of the other urban cores we we kind of track like you're seeing younger folks move in and then they're really their their main thing is it, it's a budget thing is yeah like where, yeah, where does my budget fit and then, yeah. but i want to be there yeah. so i think it'll be like I, but i think on some level you really need you need a more balanced urban core to get that real uh, spike of like it's back yeah no, I agree. I don't think it's it's definitely. I don't feel it, 2022 will be a year where it bounces back very yeah. aggressively. I think it'll be a slow recovery. And I think it because, like you said, I think definitely it's attracted sort of the younger crowd from a cost standpoint, and I think that'll continue. But I think also sort of like the people like yourself, because yeah, ask yourself, would you would would you go back? Yeah. You know, and, and it's gonna it would take a lot to get you to go back. And and you're a little older, you have a little more money. Yeah. And so it's that crowd, like you said, that'll balance it out. But that crowd will probably be a little slower because they have more options too financially. And so, so and if they've moved to the suburbs, they're probably gonna stick with that a little bit before they go back. So at least definitely not until like offices are fully reopened. Yeah, because no, it won't make sense. But... Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, last weekend was the first time like I, I had a moment because we were going to Disney on Ice, and we live we still live right next to Staples. And so I was like, this would be really great to not have to park the car and coordinate cars and coordinate all the stuff and just walk over to good old Disney on ice and just see the show and come back and the kids can go sleep nicely. But then I was like, that's not like four homeless people. And I saw like somebody doing God knows what to, on, you know, in the corner. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. This, I'm totally fine with this drive. Yeah. This is not a problem. But the drive, a little traffic. But... A little traffic, a little drive. You know, luckily found some street parking, oddly enough. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just, we'll just go back to our little, uh, you know, hideaway. Yeah, yeah. I think the younger people won't be at, at that show, so they're just probably yeah. Having, Although I was tempted to, to go like see where the younger people were, like how it was hanging, since I hadn't been there for a few months. I was like, are they, are they all out there? And then I, I could see. I was like, oh yeah, they're still, it's still, they're not missing my they out there? situation. 
Oh yeah, there were people out there. Yeah, people were hanging out. Well, was that, was LA, well what about because you were at the Staples Center? What about the rest of LA Live? Did you get to, were you able to? I, I mean, I just from a, from afar, it was busy. Like you but know, there, there's an ice rink there, and it was like jammed. And there was like you know, there's all those restaurants there, and they were busy, and there's people waiting outside. And yeah, it was busy for sure. Okay, so yeah, so the so definitely more attractive to the young folks. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, so I definitely think yeah, and then you know, cities with like tough kind of COVID. If there's quarantine and other restrictions, probably a little slower too to recover, like New York, maybe in yeah. San Francisco. Um, but but the uh, definitely cities like Dallas, where there are no really restrictions, they should be recovered or not recovered pretty quickly. I think New York is going to. New York, I think we talked about this. That had definitely recovered. I mean, that had moved much quicker to recovery. Now it's it's slowing down a little bit now because of the vibe of the new variant and people are kind of like having to do new protocols around work. But they're still. And there's a lot of cancellations from what I, my friends tell me out there, shows and events and things of that nature. But um, it's definitely on the road to recovery in New York. But it's, I think it's so unique. It doesn't have the same dynamics of most other, almost any other city in the country. So Yeah, it'll, it'll recover. New York will eventually recover. But it's just a matter yeah. of what, how long it takes. Um, speaking, speaking of recovery, so in general, though, on, on the plus side, uh, one report from Green Street Advisors, uh, they just came out, they really expect real estate, commercial real estate values to actually increase in 2022. And so they expect values are expected overall to increase 11%. And I think real estate deals will come in averaging around 6%. Um, and the top top uh, asset classes are self-storage, industrial, uh, and apartment values are going to go up the most. So. 21 and i'm actually going to put out a little best of my upgrades uh probably next week of 2021 and um so so but let's let's start with this kind of the, the final items of 2021 so my number this week is 17 percent, and that is the number of country the country's health clubs that have closed permanently this year and and basically what it's saying is like that that's a, a really bad number that's basically one out of five uh but but essentially the the that between all the the things that happened, a lot of people just didn't find the need to be a member of the health club anymore. And so they like did Zoom classes or they changed, you know, a lot of Peloton people. And then the ones that were actually like able to maintain the other kind of, you know, 83% are like, they had to do like, you know, safety protocols and masking and, and a lot of stuff. And so th those protocols in the early going, which proved to be a lot less useful, they also helped sink those other 17, that first 17%. So it's like a real like interesting, like obviously like Equinox didn't shut down, but like the local, you know, gym guy is no longer with us probably. <laughs> well, he might be with us, but his gym isn't. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I saw a lot of local gyms clo closed down. Just uh, kind of sad. Yeah, and, and, and even the 24-hour fitness, which is near our office, closed down. But, uh, which was, oh yeah, that's, that's right. The, only that's one right. Yeah, the underground 24 hour fitness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. The big, big high rise office. Uh, tower. Yeah. Which used to get like, I mean, for the, I, I've never, I've never really gone into that place, but I walked by it uh, grabbing lunch. It used to be pretty busy. Yeah. It used to be pretty busy. I used to see pretty busy. And I, and I, you know, cause I recently joined 24 hour fitness a few years ago. So, and I started it, as I've mentioned in the podcast, you know, I go to gym every now and then. Yes, you uh, do. And, and, and so like, I would have liked to have gone to that, <laughs> to that one. If, if it was reopened and so i'm a little bummed that that one's closed um but yeah so yeah i agree i agree yeah, a lot of people realizing that uh, they don't need need to go as much 
uh, where they have other alternatives. Although there are types like myself who need a place like that to go to actually go work out. So yes, yes. Um, what was your number this week? Uh, my number go- goes back to uh, my, one of my my favorite hobbies, which is Marvel comics and things, and, and uh, Spider Man No Way Home, which we talked about. Uh, broke records as a pandemic movie on the weekend had you know generated a few hundred million dollars has now crossed the billion dollar mark and they're they're at 1.5 billion dollars and in, in the excuse me 1.05 billion dollars in this in the ticket sales and so uh it gave a lot of hope for the uh, and and uh, a lot of excited amc need investors are all excited because uh it's 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 a needed uh jolt to the movie theater market yes which yes. was nice we're very nice. Well, um, I watched a kind of a funny movie on um, on Netflix. It's called Love Hard. And it's basically, uh, it, it, it really, it, it's a funny movie. It's about um, basically this is, I think she's in New York and she's trying to find, uh, she's trying to like find love. Like she's, I think her friends are getting married and stuff like that. She's trying to like, and she's actually a columnist in like the New York Times or something like that. And her, and her, her column every week is like how she goes on like these awful Tinder dates. And oh. then she basically, have you seen this movie? I've seen this movie with the comedian Jimmy O. Yang, right? Yes, yes. And so yeah. so I, while I was watching this movie, I could not stop talking about it. I could just, I just kept thinking about you, <laughs> Jason, and Franklin. Like, because she basically gets catfished. And I just kept yeah. thinking, like, this David's favorite comedian, this could happen to Jason. And, and like, Franklin has, has already happened. Our, our phone number has got to happen to, right? And I was just like, oh my God, this whole story is like, the, like I don't know, it, just, it, it really made me laugh. So it was yeah. funny. Well, no, it was very funny. He was a funny comedian. And like you said, too, that, uh, you know, as they caught, caught the, because then the girl then actually, even though she yeah. catfish, she, she then catfished someone else. So he said, so <laughs> you got upset yeah. because he catfished and catfished. So yeah, that yeah. was, a, that was, a, that was, a, yeah, I enjoyed that movie too. So it was a good movie. I, I didn't expect it to be funny like that. It was actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely one for the, for uh, travel, it's a good, good little two-hour job. Yeah. So I saw, uh, um, I saw uh, be- being the Ricardos, which was which I yeah, talked about. I've only watched that. Yes, podcast about um, I love Lucy, Lucille Ball, and her husband Desi Arnaz, and and how they uh, at the time, which they, they actually talked about it. You know, I guess in today's day and age, ten million viewers is a, a pretty, you know, a lot of viewers of the hot. That's show. a huge number today. Yeah, so, yeah, for 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 a show, comedy show to have, and they regularly. Had sixty million back yeah. in the day, and so, so of course, you know, there was there was not a lot of alternatives too. Yeah, <laughs> on television, but but they were huge stars, and it was interesting how they showed a week in the life of how the show was made, and every day they have like a little production meeting and read throughs and stuff until Friday night is the big night they they sh- they uh, sh- uh, perform the show in front of a live audience, which is another thing. They, so they get that soundtrack that we've talked about, the little laugh track, and uh, but I guess if the week started off where the show was nervous about being canceled permanently because I guess there was some mention in, in, at the end of a radio show, Walter Winchell uh, mentioned that Lucille Ball had checked uh, affiliation. You know, when you vote, she had checked the Communist Party. And so yeah, back then they thought that would be the end of the show and the, the society is much more conservative, you know. And, you know, Although interesting enough, they had a sponsor, Philip Morris, <laughs> and there's a lot of smoking going on. Um, but they, you know, they also had a controversy over whether she could announce that she was. Did, did you want to just tell the whole story? No. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, just, very, I just want to make sure very, you can tell it all. Very, Why leave anything left for surprise? This, very entertaining. Just going uh, the whole thing. 
inside look at a show, which if you've watched the shows, you didn't know all this stuff was happening in the backdrop. Okay. So I would very good, very good. Well, I, I have a funny upgrade this week. And actually, interestingly enough, it, it's not even my upgrade, um, but it was actually, it was supposed to be, we had our holiday party last week and we had a white elephant and our producers, I, mean, I was like, I have a fucking fantastic white elephant gift. And I saw on Amazon, they had this bidet. And I was going to get the bidet as a special gift for David. And the minute I, the minute, so many, I think somebody opened the bidet, David's eyes lit up and he was like, he was having himself a Christmas morning moment. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, he, for like all of 2020, we got stories of him at outside of Walmart, him trying to find toilet paper in different places, going to all kinds of stores. And then he saw this magical bidet, which I'm sure he's not installed yet, but... No, I've not but solved it. The, the, the eyes lit up like he was like a 12-year-old that got the Spider-Man toy with the G.I. Joe grip, man. It was an unbelievable moment. I was like, look at this. He's going to steal this from whoever had it. And it was like, I was like, he has upgraded his life as he finishes 2021. Yes, yes. So thank, to, thank you. Thank you. Congrats, for David. It was supposed to be I, like I semi-gaggy gift, but then I realized I really want it. You've upgraded your life. Yeah, and, and and I'll be and I'll admit unabashedly that I did steal that from. Yes, from you did. Yes, yes. Without elf. any hesitation, I thought I was going to have to force it upon you and say like <laughs> make jokes around like how you don't have to get teethy anymore. And but you looked at that thing, you opened it, and you said your eyes lit up. It was I said, great. Hey, I could use that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's at the yeah. Fong household right now. Yes, yeah. I, I know you have a toilet. Very, you know, you I already identified the toilet you put yes. that seat on. <laughs> So uh, uh, yes, so so I end this year with an upgrade for my 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 fearless partner and friend David Fong. So so my great actually was also a Christmas present, and uh, I actually got um, for my wife's uh, brother. So my brother-in-law actually gave it gave me a uh, a, a big supply of um, little ginseng packets, Korean red ginseng packets. It's like it's kind of like the little sports drinks that you you, yeah, know, you yeah. just rip them off and pour them into a drink or whatever, and you just drink yeah. it. And so it was basically uh, Korean red ginseng, one yeah. a day. Yeah, so yeah. It's, like, it's like, it's like, it's got like a semi, like, kind of like a mild red belief effect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's yeah, a cool. little bitter, but, but uh, cool. so, 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 you know, that's I've been cool. uh, taking those. So I'm ending my uh, 2021 with that. Very cool. Well, yeah, make sure you bring one for me next week when we're yes. all back in, back in, yes, uh, back in HQ. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, well, this finishes us off for, for 2021. It's been a, a, a wonderful year filled with, uh, Mostly all, all good things, a lot of good stuff happening, and it's been a real joy doing this podcast with uh, with you, David, and and obviously with the help of Brianna Winkler, our, our famous executive producer, and Kate Rosenberger, our other producer, and our engineer Jason, who's uh, unfortunately a little under the weather, but uh, it's been it's been a real it's been a joy this this one, guys. Yes. So thank you. Yes, thank you. It's, it's always a pleasure for my. Uh partner and uh, brother of another mother <laughs> yes yes and uh yeah look forward to, to 2022 as you said 2021 was was a good year a lot of highs yes. and uh, hope 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 that it'll continue and look forward to it and so thanks everyone and hope to do more podcasts and be safe be safe everyone and uh, happy, yes. new year. happy new year guys thank you so much and we'll see you in 2022 thanks everyone. adios